Hey there, dear listeners. You've tuned into Healthy-ish, your daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. So how do you talk to your boss when you're struggling with your mental health? What do you say? How do you approach it? Do you text, email, or talk to them in person? Co-founder of resilience platform Springfox, Peter Sigley, joins me today, and she's going to share exactly how we go about it. Now, if you like what you hear from Peter, she is up on Extra Healthy-ish, where we talk about how to boost your well-being, both at work and at home. You can search for that wherever you get your podcasts. Peter, thank you for joining us again on Healthy-ish. Nice to chat today. Thanks, Felicity. Always great to be invited back. Now, I, I think since last time, you know, we talked, we were in lockdown when we had a chat last time. I mean, we were talking about mental health then. I feel like, you know, even since then, a year, a year ago, a year and a half ago, our discussions around mental health are perhaps normalising even more than they were before. But talking to your boss about this can still be, well, unnerving. What do I say? What do I do? What, what's your take on this? Uh, I totally agree. And I think that is because we're in a place of vulnerability ourselves. When we're not functioning to the best of our ability, we think that's really visible to everybody, and that may or may not be the case. When I was reflecting on this just over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, because it's a conversation I have regularly with Mm. organisations, I think the big thing for me that sort of landed, you know, when you had that aha moment when you're having a hot shower or you're going for a walk. Oh, I know those. It's so good. <laughs> so good. And you suddenly get a, a point and you go, that's it. And one of the things I think around the difficulty with having conversations with leaders is that we forget they're actually human. And I don't know if you remember when you were at school, whether that being junior school or high school, you know, Mr. Williams was just Mr. Williams, the maths teacher. Or was mm. it Mr. Williams who played hockey and cricket, who was a dad, a brother, a son, uh, who you know, really enjoyed music. We didn't know any of that. So we just saw this two-dimensional figure effectively. And when we forget that these people have real emotions, real thoughts, and very similar experiences to what we're having. And I think when we think of our leaders like that, um, it does make the conversation a little easier, far easier in a smaller organisation where there is more of a collegial family and we do get to know people a little bit more um, when people share their stories. In a larger organisation, that can be a little harder. And why do I raise that? Because the stats around this are in 2022, the Australian Institute in Health Welfare put forward um, the fact that over two, two out of five of us as Australians will suffer mental ill health in our lifetime. So that's about 44% of the population. So that's huge. Yeah, so we're not on our own. It's not an unusual conversation. So that's sort of part of it. Um, there's more people out there than we think, and we often feel very isolated. Our own COVID research uh, showed that women reported six times the level of loneliness, um, particularly our younger cohort. Yeah. And just there's been a similar statistic come out for gentlemen. So we can often feel really isolated in that space and not realise that many of us are experiencing that. 
Also from an organisational perspective, whether it's a big organisation or a small organisation, our awareness is far greater and people and organisations are investing in mental health first aid, whether that be a leader or a champion in an organisation. So they're not unfamiliar with the conversation. There is also when I do my one-on-one with leaders, and I'm talking thousands of hours here, people have that experience. You know, we've got to remember that they are also very invested in you and they've had a similar experience themselves, you know, as I said, that two in five. So that may be a colleague that they've spoken to, maybe their own experience or supporting somebody they love and cherish. So there's so much there when we go to speak to our leader in terms of personalising that space. In terms of tips, how to start the conversation. Yeah, how do we go about it? Yeah, how do you go about it? And context is really important. Sort of launching into a conversation without giving someone context can be really hard. So, you know, this is what I've been feeling. This is what I've been experiencing. This is how I've gone about dealing with this at the moment. This is where I find myself. And so it's really useful to talk about if you've seen a health professional, you've seen a GP. Not that that has to be a precursor, but that is helpful to show that, you know, you're aware of what's going on and you're taking steps to address that. With any conversation, Felicity, you and I would know doing even a podcast like this, it does help to talk out loud first Mm. just because you have all these thoughts racing around in your head and when you actually have to talk to somebody, you've got to come across as somewhat together. So you start to form your sentences. You start to think, no, that's not what I wanted to say or that sounded a bit harsh or that didn't quite tell them what I wanted to say. So either talking out loud to ourselves or sharing that with a friend can just make us feel a little bit more comfortable. Before when we have the that conversation, conversation, so have, you know, Before a, pre, a pre-conversation, yeah. even played out with ourselves or, you know, a trusted partner or someone else. Absolutely. And that stops that sort of ruminating, that circling Mm. of conversation. And you know, when you go to do something, whether it's a presentation, if you don't have that sort of practice, your mind sort of skits from one thing and skits to another thing and moves to another thing. And you start to get a bit caught up in that. And that can really drive your emotion and anxiety around having that conversation. Mm. Whereas if you say it out loud, you sort of ground yourself a little bit in the conversation. So I think that's helpful. Can I just jump in there? What do you think about a conversation versus an email versus a text. I mean, a lot of, you know, we're working from home a lot. We're not in the office as much or or workplace, wherever you you work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know as a, as a journalist, like I'm always better writing it down and sending it, rereading it sometimes than in the conversation where I might say things in the heat of the moment. Or as you say, when you're talking about mental health, you can get very emotional Absolutely. So I do agree with you. Write it down. Absolutely write it down. Um, I would say to you, start the conversation early, um, be really clear on where you want those expectations or what you're expecting from support. But in terms of sending that via text, I'm going to say up front, no. Okay. (laughs) Definitely not. You just lose the emotion. You just lose the context. So much of our communication is not what we say. It's more around those nonverbal cues, our facial expressions. And you see then from your manager, you know, that recognition, the gentle nod of the head, the way that they lean into a conversation, um, that written word can be really, really hard. Do it in preparation, mm. but don't do it 
from, uh, that's how you're going to communicate. I would say face-to-face every time. And when I say face-to-face, ideally in person, if you're feeling a little vulnerable or you're not going into the office, definitely via a virtual platform. Um, and then follow up with some notes to uh, what we call tip. is amplify. Yeah, amplify the signal. So that just loses the opportunity for misrepresentation yeah. or not message across. So it just provides clarity for both partners. So written communication up front and follow up, but conversation face-to-face. Peter, great tips. Thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. My pleasure. I thought those tips were fabulous and really helpful and useful if you are struggling with this or you need confidence or when it comes to next time, talking to your boss about your mental health. Remember, they are human too. If you do want more from Peter, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish, of course. More from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish or Extra Healthy-ish. If you want more info about these podcasts, jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. You, of course, can join us across social media at Body and Soul. You can rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. (laughs) Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.